Skip it, stream it, see it, binge views. It's time for binge views. Raw grilling catsy on some new releases. Don't worry about spoilers. Binge views. Mm, welcome to binge views. Bingemedia.net's weekly look. Well, whenever Chad gets around to it, look into the new releases. Uh, in theaters, that's his specialty, right, Chetsy? That's right, Jim Law. What's happening, man? I am currently watching Karate Kid Three with my son because the announcement came out today that the villain from Karate Kid Three is going to be in Cobra Kai, and he's never seen it, so I need to get up to date. With oh, Karate Kid 3. is that the one where like the dude like they try to kill him, right? Like, yeah, I, I think so. They they do a whole bunch of, like so the. <laughs> Kreese calls his buddy, who I imagine is who he was calling at the end of last season's Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. and says, uh, I'm down on my luck. And then this fucking guy's rich, so he he recruits a, a guy to beat Johnny in the tournament. I mean, Daniel in the tournament. And Daniel only has to fight in the in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember being so bad. So bad. Yeah, but the, you know what? This guy's going to fit so... Hold on, i got to get a beer. Hold on. Oh boy, sorry. Oh my. Okay, um, this guy is going to be so perfect for Cobra Kai. Like he's just such a bad actor. Like you know what I mean? He's going to fit in perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, fit right in. <laughs> Way over the top. All right. If you listened to uh, last week's full binge, you heard uh, me, Pete, and Marno have an auction for the summer movie uh, battle that we're going to have uh, throughout the rest. Of- no, actually, it's not a summer movie. It's the rest of the year movies. And um, Chad has the first outlook on two of those movies today. The first two big movies of the summer. That's right. Ushering in of the summer season. Theaters are opening again. Capacities are increasing little by little. And yeah, we have this Quiet Place 2 is the first uh, theatrical exclusive for 45 days since we've, I guess, since Tenet, really, right? Uh, So yeah, we got Cruella as well. The the new Disney tentpole, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Tentpole. So all IP? day, yeah, all day I've been um, sitting here thinking I gotta listen to fucking Chad talk about Quiet Place Two, and then Pete fucking texted me during the days like from the theater, and I was just like, fucking <laughs> fuck both these fucking guys. Uh, it's still not it's uh, available yet, so uh, we're gonna have to see. But okay, let's go. Um, obviously, I want to start with Cruella. Cruella. All right. So this is directed by Craig Gillespie, who did uh, most recently I, Tanya. Uh, he did Lars and the Real Girl, the Fright Night remake back in 2009, I guess, at this point. Um, starring Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Joel Fry, uh, Paul Walter Hauser. We've got Mark Strong. Pretty uh, decent cast here. Ooh. This is the origin story of Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians, one of the Another one in Disney's long line of uh, telling these villain origin stories, like Maleficent, uh, and yeah, humanizing these, uh, I guess, you know, terribly evil villains. They just can't be villains, right? Uh, yeah, this is in 1970s London. Uh, she is playing a character named Estella as a young girl, and she is down on her luck. She is stuck doing like mopping bathrooms and ends up getting a job at a designer clothing store and clashes with the boss there and trashes a uh, window display and Emma Thompson's character is named the Baroness and she sees this display it's all punk rock and whatever and she hires her to be a 
one of her underlings, her designer uh, team. And I'd say for like 30 to 45 minutes of this movie, it's it's being compared to The Devil Wears Prada a lot, which I'd say for the 30 to 45 minutes of this uh, part of the movie, it does. Uh, it's also a little bit of like a heist movie. Um, what, do you, what do you got based off that little description there? Well, so obviously, you know, this is a Disney property that everyone kind of knows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is an origin story. Is this origin story based on anything that's already been told or been written about, or is this completely original? Not that I know of. Yeah, I think it's just completely original. And honestly, man, I, this feels like it is. Uh, it was a different script or something, and Disney was just like, "Hey, we need to make you know all movies need to be some type of connected to IP. So let's make this a Cruella origin story or something." Because it could have stood on its own as like this. Uh, you know, London punk rock era designer type movie, I think. Uh, but yeah, of course, you know, there, no one's going to go see that movie uh, on its own. It's got to have some type of IP behind it, which is where we got the Cruella from. Because, I mean, she like befriends the two uh, imbeciles, Horace and Jasper. They're like friends growing up. And it's like they're a ragtag group of uh, thieves. So they are pickpocketing people and... You know, eventually Cruella or Estella uh, clashes with the Baroness and she has uh, ulterior motives. And yeah, this is how she ends up turning into Cruella. But I mean, she's just not this character, like this evil character in the, you know, the animated movies. She's wanting to skin dogs and wear their fucking fur. Like this, she's not. She has a dog. She loves dogs. So, I mean, that's why it just doesn't really feel like this was a original like story or origin story for Cruella. I don't know. It just seems like it's Disney, you know, making that money on these origin live action villain movies or whatever the fuck they're doing. Well, do they force feed you like the moment she turns against dogs or is anything like that to come up? I mean, there's handed around and all the dogs in this movie are CGI. So the three Dalmatians that are in it are CGI. And there's a reason she doesn't like the Dalmatians per se, but not really. I, there's no. There's nothing. There's nothing in this uh, pulling from this character that is that Disney animated villain. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I mean, I know we talked about uh, needle drops with Zack Snyder's uh, Army of the Dead on the Benchcast this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is just crammed full of needle drops. It is a. It's almost a, that's a big problem I have with the movie is that it, it it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like this amazing soundtrack. Just it's tying every scene together. I mean, there's like the Stones, Queen, Zombies, Deep Purple. Uh, I mean, it's it's like just a ton of like famous rock bands. Um, but the needle drops like these boots are made for walking. It's played, of course, and you know it's just so on the nose of walking into this fucking runway and it's just kind of cringy <laughs> yeah i don't know it's, yeah. um did you did you were you like looking for would you have seen this if you weren't gonna be on the binge view like, mm, i it? can't say that i would i do like emma stone a lot and i mean it, the, the performances in this movie are not bad like emma stone is good emma thompson's good the two uh paul walter hauser and uh joel fry as the the bumbling idiots they i mean they're all decent in this it's an entertaining enough movie but no man i i'm seeing a lot of really positive reviews for this and i'm kind of don't get it it's two hours and 14 minutes it is it shouldn't be that long at all. And it, it just doesn't know if it wants to be a kid's movie or if it wants to be this adult driven movie, because it is PG 13 and there are dark, I mean, there's, you know, there's killing and death in this movie, but there's also like this light heartedness to it. So it just, it just feels like a mishmash of a lot of 
random movies here. It's a, it's a really but it's not awful. It's a really interesting thing that you, how you say like this could have been uh, a different script or a script for a, a different film, and then they because mm-hmm. you've heard of that happen in the past, but never for something like a, a Disney property. Like you know what I mean? Sure. Like they, they they like they're just picking up a random script and saying, "Hey, let's make this into a Cruella movie." Now, the darkness obviously this is only exists because of uh, like the success of Maleficent. So, mm-hmm. do you expect? them to keep this trend and maybe doing more origin stories on villains in Disney? Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. If the, I mean, if this is a big hit, I could see it, yeah. I mean, they've already made two Maleficent movies, and yeah. I don't know who's left. Ursula? I think I, I thought that... I, if I'm not wrong, I feel like there's an Ursula movie in development or something of that nature, but I, I might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I could see it. Uh, it's it's their, they, they, they need shit for Disney+, Plus, right? I mean, and this is one of those movies that's going... The Disney Plus premiere access. So it's like Raya was the $30 for the first, right. you know, 30 days and then 60 to 90 after that, it'll go up free on the service that are their fucking model, however they're doing it right, right now. Well, I'll tell you what, they did not market this really well because, um, like my wife saw it and she, oh, not saw it, she saw the trailer and she was just like, that doesn't look good at all. And my daughter, who, um, isn't so much obsessed with Descendants anymore, but at one time really was. And if you know the storyline of Descendants, it's about, you know, basically all the kids of the villains in the Disney movies. So uh, okay. this is right up her alley, right? She she didn't even blink an eye at it. Like she has no, absolutely n- like no urge to see this whatsoever. Mm. So I don't yeah. know. Mar- know Marketing has been awful. It really has. I mean, that's not just from you. Everybody has been saying that because like, yeah, there's like this, the, the people are trying to compare this from some of the trailers to Joker and I'm just like, what, <laughs> what? Like, no, this is nothing like the Joker <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, it's, it's more lighthearted than that. But like I said, there are some dark and it's, it's, it's some adult themes and stuff in it. But overall though, I mean, it was entertaining enough. I didn't hate it, but I, I can't say that I'm going to recommend this or watch it again. So this would probably be pretty low on the stream scale. I can't quite say skip this because there's some decent stuff in it and I mean, really good soundtrack, mm-hmm. but so it's just just kind of meh on this scale this would mean like see it would be rented for thirty dollars since you know it's not really is it in theaters or is it it's in theaters yeah this is all yeah theatrical okay yep i thought it was it's uh, gonna be very interesting to see what it does theatrical going up against quiet place because tracking's all over the place like there's some that are saying as low as 12 million opening weekend and then some saying as high as 30 for this so i mean maybe fall somewhere in the middle there i don't know all right all right, well, stream it, I guess, yeah. Maybe one day we we'll, <laughs> Maybe we won't. Yeah. Anyways, enough of that bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet Place 2. Quiet Place 2, the, the the movie that pretty much, when theaters were shutting down, was supposed to release. I remember the, the double feature was that Wednesday, and I think the Tuesday before is when my specific chain closed. Uh, yeah, man, I, I guess we'll tiptoe a little bit. There's not a lot to tiptoe around. Um... Krasinski's back in the director's chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has sole writing credit on this. Uh, he, he ended up doing the script. The first one was Scott Beck, and I can't think of the other guy's name. Helped to write it. But uh, Emily Blunt is back here. Millicent Simmons uh, is back as Reagan. Noah Jupe as Marcus Abbott. And then we got some new faces. Uh, Cillian Murphy as Emmett. And then Jaiman Hansu is also in this. Scoot McNary. A couple other people. Uh, this picks up... Well, I guess doesn't necessarily pick up. There is the, the prologue that you saw in the first trailer for this. That's about the first 15 or so minutes of the movie. Uh, it goes back to day one, uh, which is fucking fantastic. And it just 
instantly pulls you right into the movie. Uh, and then from there, it picks up the night uh, of the first movie ending, kind of like Halloween 2 for a horror sequel here. Okay. Uh, and then we're on the journey. They are on the road. They leave the the farm and... You know, from the trailer, uh, they run into a group of survivors and you don't know their ulterior motives. And I guess that's pretty much where I'll end the plot to not get too spoilery or, you know, I know you're excited for this. Don't want to spoil something for you. Is there, um, a, lot, is there a lot to like, spoil? Like, No, I mean, this movie is pretty exposition free. It's, it's This movie is very much, you know, sound design, obviously, is an enormous part of this movie, which it doesn't miss a beat from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um no, I mean, not necessarily spoilers. I mean, you know, there's you get a little you don't get a ton of backstory with uh, the first. I mean, it's the same family and everything, of course. But no, there's not, there's not. I don't I, I'm just I know how these big movies get. People get all fucking yeah, yeah. crazy. and I just, just skip over shit and don't say anything because, you know, I don't want people mad at me. Okay, you know, well, I got a couple questions. Um, all right. You say that we, after the prologue, which is the, the kind of flashback to day one, after we come right back to the end of the first movie. Do we come back right to where we left off, or is it a little bit after that? No, no, they're in the basement, and yeah, oh, they're... fuck yeah. After she comes the fucking shotgun, we get that shit? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is very much like Millicent Simmons the lead here. Emily Blunt takes a back seat in this. Uh, she's, she's more of a supporting character in this because for the most part, Millicent Simmons, Reagan is, uh, she's on the road for quite a bit of this movie. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, does, when you were describing it to me, I couldn't help but think of, uh, the walking dead because mm-hmm. you know, they're on the road, they come across as another group of survivors, but we don't know if they're good or bad. Does it have that feel to it? Yes, except it's not – it's mainly one survivor that they run into at first. Uh, but yes, it's you, you don't really know. You're, you're wondering, does this dude have motives here? And they definitely play that up to make you think a little bit because um, you don't know. Yeah. All right. We were doing a commentary last night, and Pete said that he had heard um, they want to make this a trilogy. Is that apparent at the end of this film? I could see it. Yeah, I mean – I know they're doing a spinoff as well. Uh, I think Jeff Nichols, who did uh, fuck, what was that movie? Can't think of his. I mean, he's done Take Shelter and stuff. Uh, he's hired to do like a spinoff of this universe. Um, but yeah, I think Krasinski was saying he has an idea for a third movie here. So yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why they couldn't pick this up. But this is, I mean, this fits so perfectly with the first one, man. Like this is, and they're both fucking tight hour and a half movies. This is a three hour double feature for, I mean, forever now, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it just works so well together. And the, the tension, it just, like I said, it doesn't miss a beat. Like it, it's the same thing. The first, the prologue, I mean, you know, just based on the first one, you know, a bell is ringing as he walks into a convenience store. It's so quiet, you know, every little mm-hmm. hitting on the counter, it, it's just so perfect because <laughs> you, you're just waiting for something to happen. What, um, what this spinoff you're talking about is like a spinoff movie or a TV show? Yeah, or? I think it's of the universe. Yeah, yeah. it's some it's something in this quiet place universe. Yeah. Do we learn a little bit more about um, the aliens in this movie? No, which I like that he leaves them all still total mystery. Um, outside of the prologue, when you see stuff in the sky happening, and you see that in the trailer, but outside of that, no, no backstory, nothing why they're here, or anything like that. So none of these people they come across like enlighten them to any new facts about their situations 
Mm, not necessarily about they might have a little more knowledge about you know something with the aliens or no no, no i don't know like how just like you know, like they discuss they, they don't know about the her hearing device you know fucking up their they, they, that stuff they're learning so oh, okay. um no not not really it's it's mainly i mean cillian murphy's Emmett's character is the one i'm talking about from the trailer you see that he's yeah. he's the one they run into and so he's they also yeah it's yeah it's not getting spoilery so never mind i almost almost caught myself <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So is it, um, I, I know you keep saying it's a great double feature and all that. Um, did you, what did you enjoy more the, the, this or the first one? So I always, I struggle with that, man, cause I've only watched this once now. Um, but I, I'd still have to go first, you know, just from history. I've seen the movie so many times, but I mean, I could, this is right up there, man. And I could see subsequent viewings, you know, just right one, a one B for sure. Um, it, it's great. I, I, I have, I was not disappointed at all. Uh, just pulls you right back in. I watched this really late too. I was kind of concerned I was going to fall asleep, but uh, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat, just ready to go. I mean, I, yeah, I watched it. By, I, I wanted. I watched it by myself because of the specific fact. I was like, I'm not doing this fucking popcorn shit and opening bags. Watched it even later so I could do it by myself. And great, great experience. So yeah, I mean, I absolutely see this. If you like the first one, I, I there's no way I can't see you enjoying this at all. Um, perfect. Perfect companion piece with with number one and Krasinski, man, can't wait to see what he does next. If it's going to be three, then I'm on board. Let's do it. Well, I mean, uh, I'll just end it there because I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I don't know when the fuck I'm going to get to see it, but I'm very, very happy right now. So I don't want to. I don't want to dig any deeper and fuck this up for myself. <laughs> sure. So I, you you think mid June they're thinking about theaters there? Uh, yeah, like June 14th is a date that keeps coming up, but it just they just don't. They're not very clear on what will be opening up June 14th. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So, and that'll be, I'm sure, small capacity limits for a while. I mean, in the very least, our drive-in should open up. And this should be one of the first movies they have. Oh, so yeah, 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 sure. Down to it. I mean, this could be a good drive-in movie because you don't have to worry about fucking all the other noise and shit. Sure. They may, maybe they'll do Conjuring and Quiet Place too. double feature for you. Or yeah, something. My kids love first. Me. <laughs> 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 all right, so when are we expecting you back, sir? Well... Um, we're gonna we might be going on hiatus for like a month here. <laughs> um, next week is only The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It, and that is also HBO Max day and date. And I feel like you guys will cover that on the binge cast. I'm getting a little busy with some stuff. I'm selling my house, and I'm about to go out of the country for two weeks. Whoa. So we're only gonna miss a couple things. I mean, the, the week after that is In the Heights, the movie we talked about, Lin Manuel's musical, also yeah. HBO Max, Peter Rabbit two. And then like the hitman's wife's bodyguard. So those are the really the only ones we're going to be missing. And then I'll be back by the end of June. Uh, and, you know, you can jump on and F9 I'm going to miss too. So I'm dropping the ball on that. But they're covering on the after- aftertaste. So we'll be back in July with like the Forever Purge and Black Widow. Those are like the, the first ones back. So, okay. All right. you know, take a little summer break in June. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be back ready to rock. And there, and there should be at that point when we come back there should be every single week there's a consistent movie so at least one or two big ones so we'll be good all right buddy um that's it we'll see you in a month then thanks for hanging out all right man <laughs> see you you've been listening to the binge media podcast network at bingemedia.net support the show by donating on patreon at patreon.com slash binge media subscribe to us on itunes Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up!
Pas moi, t'es...